Welcome to the Stalk Under Mythics podcast with your hosts, Donnie and Rob. We're here to help you thrive in a world of big data and complex analytics. All right, Rob, welcome to the podcast. How's everything going today? Things are good over here. How about you, Donnie? Doing good. You know what this is? Uh, Tell me. It is the 15th episode of the Stop Animythics podcast. Do I get a prize? You get a prize. You get a a bonus. Um, You know, they're drawing that million-dollar vaccination uh, thing in the state of North Carolina. Did it yesterday. They haven't said who won it yet. But uh, I'm going to say just because you did the 15th, you're probably going to be the winner of the the vaccination drawing. Yeah, I'm still waiting on that call. Still waiting on it. Yeah, me too. But uh anyway, but yeah, it is the 15th episode and so uh you know, thanks again for those who are uh listening along and uh following along as we've been talking about uh different topics related to analytics. Um we really appreciate everybody who's been a, you know, part of the podcast so far. Um the other thing this is, the 15th episode is our last episode of the season. So we are going to wrap up the season and um, pick it up again in season two here in a little bit, and we'll talk some more about those plans um, as we get towards the uh, the end of the podcast. But uh, what do you think, Rob? How's it been for you? Have you enjoyed uh, doing this first season of the podcast? Oh, of course. Anything that talks about the brain, how the brain works, how I can think better. Uh, I, I mean, that's what I do my reading on. I, I, I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I've really enjoyed it as well. Um, you know, it's kind of fun to just uh, think about these different things and uh, talk about these different things. And uh, you've been a really good sort of springboard and, uh, you know, person to talk about with uh, these various topics. And I really appreciate uh, your openness to talking about them, but also your pushback in some situations and the questions you've asked. It really um, pushes, uh, you know, I think me and the folks who are listening to really kind of think through um, these different topics and what they really mean and what the implications are. So, uh, you know, thank you so much for uh, for doing what you do on the podcast. Yeah, no problem, Donnie. I mean, there are a few things that are that are black and white in this world, and we talk about the political divide a lot. And a lot of people on both sides of that have good points, and a lot of people on both sides of any topic have good points, and it's very rarely uh, an obvious answer. So it's 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 good to talk. It's good to have pushback, and it's good to have, I think, uh, polite discourse, which I think we're severely lacking these days. Yeah, and, and I think you, you know, as you were talking about that, um, it just brings to mind like why we started this podcast, right? And so um, when we talked about this, what we originally were talking about is that that idea that there is so much data and information that's being passed around. People are using it to support uh, different narratives and different perspectives that uh, people are really digging in, that there are a lot of, uh, you know, issues that are dividing people and causing people to be um, you know, break relationships and, and 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 really just kind of talk past one another. And, uh, you know, our goal and our hope was just to, you know, have these kinds of conversations to really talk about data, talk about analytics, talk about analytic literacy, that, um, you know, the uh, the world is different, that we have access to all this information, we have these platforms. Um, and we really want to help people and ourselves actually just get better at living in a world 
uh, where all this information, all this data and all this technology is constantly, you know, a part of our lives. And so uh, what do you think? Like, have we changed the world yet? <laughs> Absolutely not. I, <laughs> that's going to be nearly impossible. But I think, uh, but the same reasons that you just spoke about are why I uh, wanted to do this too. Um, you just see these things all the time. And we talked about them in earlier episodes. You know, you get the meme that has a kernel of truth to it. And then people start passing it around because it supports an issue they firmly believe in. And they pass it to members of their team. And it the, the divide just grows because people are not really talking about the issues in depth. They just want to prove their point. And it just makes this divide worse and worse. And that's I, that's what got me started on this. I just, I can't stand what I'm seeing. And I, I I'm not above you know, arguing. I'm not above this, but I don't get involved in it on social media. And I just, I, it just drives me nuts that people get so wrapped up in these things and the, the fight, the constant fight every day, just bringing our country down, you know, it's, it's, it gets to me. It just wears on me, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm in the, the same boat. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so I, I'm with you. I don't, I don't think that we've necessarily uh, change the world or um, necessarily impact it in any major way at this point. But um, but I do know there are folks who are listening. Like we are able to see some of the numbers and we really do appreciate all the folks who are listening. And we hope in some small way that, um, you know, on a various uh, topics that we've been able to talk about, um, that we've provided information or at least some unbiased uh, perspectives on some of these things uh, that hopefully get people thinking and um, who knows? Maybe there's one or two people in the world who are now more open to talking with people um, who have a different perspective than they were uh, before we started the podcast. But um, that said, um, one of the things I'm really curious about, Rob, is, uh, you know, what are your big takeaways, um, you know, so far from this season? So why don't we take a quick break and uh, when we come back, why don't we just talk a little bit about like what our own experiences and learnings have been over this first season of the podcast? This is our uh, wrap-up episode for season one, and um, what what are your what are your big takeaways? What are the your own personal learnings as we've um, gone through this? Probably that um, when we did that those episodes on perception versus reality, um, that our perception can be so different from reality. I knew going into this that. Uh, my biggest takeaway would would be just trying to get the message out there that I could be wrong about something, right? And I think there are so many. I mean, there are so many ways we can be wrong. So many topics we could be wrong about. I, I I didn't believe it was that that broad, but I I just think the way that our that our brain works that we could be so dug in on some topics and not realize how blind we are to the truth or to the underlying data. I think that was the biggest takeaway is that. Um, yeah, I could be wrong, but we we fail to see it so often in in so many ways every day. What about you, Donnie? What what are your takeaways from from what we've done? So I think along the same lines, um, you know, some of these things I have been aware of, but um, they continue just to hit me in a different way. And the the first one is, you know, I keep coming back to this idea, and the temptation I think is to talk about they those people do this, or those people think about the world this way, or those people. But, you know, the reality is it's, it's all about me. It's all about I and the way that I interact with the world and how I interpret information. And, um, you know, one of those things that just keeps hitting me over and over again is that, 
I don't hold a, an opinion or a model of the world or a perspective on the way the world works that I believe to be wrong. Like everything that I hold, every opinion I have, I think they're right, right? Like I, I believe they're right. And um, everybody else is in the same position. No, Nobody holds an opinion or a perspective that they believe is incorrect, right? So we don't walk around saying, ah, I don't believe that, but I'm going to make it a part of the way that I interact with the world. You know, I, I don't, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't believe sticking a metal pole into an outlet will shock me. So I'm going to do it over and over again, right? Like we, we just don't do that. We, we hold those opinions and perspectives that we think are true. And so um, just as much as I believe I'm right on the things that I hold to be true, if somebody else has a different opinion on the same topic, they have the same level of um, rigor or vigor or um, sort of belief in their opinion being right as well. And, and I think that, um, you know, as we've gone through this, that really has continued to hit me in a, a more impactful and sort of specific way. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. I mean, you look at any of the, the, the biggest topics, the most controversial topics present today, right? Any of these big things, people believe so deeply on one side or the other, you know, and, and the other side believes just as deep, we, they can't both be right. Right. And we're not going to, we're not going to get into that or take sides in that. But when you look at a topic like that and both sides so firmly believe they're right and they can't be something's got to give, right. We're either just going to keep fighting, fighting and fighting it out, or we have to look deeper and look at the facts, but these people just keep getting dug in. So it's, yeah, they can't both be right. So, yeah, and I, I think that's 100% true. And, and the question becomes, if if everybody believes their perspective or opinion is right, and we live in the same world, why do we come to different conclusions? And why do we have different beliefs about things? And, you know, as I continue to think about that, um, you know, the thing that really continues to hit me in new and different ways as well, or in a more impactful way, is that we we are not equipped to live in the world that we currently live in, right? We, we, um, the way that we form our opinions and perspectives is rooted in a world of small data. Um, it's rooted in a world where, um, you, we had our personal experiences, like, you know, we stuck our finger in the sock and got shocked or, um, we ate something and it tasted bad or, uh, we ate something and it got sick from it, whatever it was. We had those personal experiences and the experiences of those around us. And so, um, the more that people around us said something was true, um, the more credibility we tended to give to it. And so um, it really has struck me that um, the way that we form our opinions and perspectives is rooted in a world of small data, but we now live in a world of big data and uh, analytics where that doesn't have to be true anymore, but where the patterns and the ways that we think about and interact the world are still stuck in. Um, this idea that we have to rely on our personal experiences and those of the people around us to be the primary source of our information on different topics. And so um, what that means is, is, you know, if you've experienced a different part of, uh, of the world or if your friends have experienced in the world in a different way, there's quite likely the possibility that living in the same world, two different people come to a different set of opinions on a topic, um, even when um, there's a single set of facts about it. Let me give you my example of what you just said. We're, we're just not equipped, right? So I think comedian Bill Burr does, does something on this. I think he was on Conan. He talked about 
the world is flat, right? People talk about the world is flat right now, right? Remember, we did that on a on a previous episode, right? Yeah. You didn't you didn't hear about this. Like there wasn't this big society doing that in the 60s and 70s. What changed? You know, the internet changed. Now you have so much information. If if enough people put nonsense out there that the earth is flat, there is going to be a subset of people who believe it because you're getting thrown this information where you didn't have all of this thrown at you before, right? What changed? The internet, all this information. That's why some people believe it, right? So they have access to all of it, but access to more information isn't necessarily a good thing. Yeah. Well, and and right. And I think you can see in that situation that we are applying our small data mindsets and patterns of thought to a world of big data, right? Like we still go to the internet and we still put more faith and trust in the people that we know. So if we have relationships with people on Facebook and they're sending things around and we see a lot of our friends send it around, uh, we tend to believe it's true. We forward along because we have that relationship with those people. And so um, this flow of information through that network of people that we know, A, that network is now larger. So, um, and uh, it can be much more homogeneous because we, you know, accumulate friends and people over time that are like us. Uh, we now have uh, social media relationships with those people. There's a lot of them. Um, and marketers and people who are trying to influence the world understand that. And so they try to integrate these networks of relationships and sort of push information around so that people will hear it a lot. People will hear it from trusted sources, people that they know, people that they've had relationships with, even people that they trust, uh, not because they know personally, but because they have a sort of a theoretical relationship with a big star or somebody who's influential. People understand this. And so the internet and some of these uh, platforms have actually been able to give uh, people trying to influence a lot more leverage over the world. And I think you're exactly right. And, uh, you know, whoever the comedian was, uh, I think they're right. The internet is one of the big things that's changed and really sort of driven people into their corners as opposed to having conversations about data and information on a regular basis. Yeah, I agree. And I I think, um, so I forget who said this, like, an old saying used to be like, everybody's trying to separate you from your money. That was, you know, pre-internet that, you know, I heard that growing up, you got to watch out for scammers and all this. Well, now I think you got to go through life every day thinking everybody is trying to influence your opinion or everybody's trying to change your mind, something like that. Everyone's trying to get in your brain somehow and make you agree with them or make you take a particular side. You almost have to live your life on defense with all these things coming at you. It's, it's a barrage of information, both true and a lot of misinformation. And you have to be on guard. Your these social media platforms, these algorithms, they're coming at you and they're coming at you with feeds that they know you're going to click on and they're trying to influence you. You've got to, you can live your life one of two ways. You just suck it all and say, yeah, I go blindly. I believe what I believe. And that's that. Or you could say, you know what? This might not be true. I want to know what's true and delve a little deeper. Yeah. And when I, when I think about um, how that shows up, there was a survey and I'd have to go back and look who did the survey, but they were asking kids what their, what they they wanted to be when they grew up and uh, influencer was the number one answer, right? So um, people want to be famous so they can have influence and they see all these folks who are going around on the internet, traveling and, you know, doing stupid stunts and all those kinds of things. Like, why are they able to actually make money doing that? It's because they build a network in which they have influence. And then marketers use that network to try to influence people 
into certain buying patterns or into certain political beliefs or, or whatever it, it happens to be. And so, yeah, it, it is a different world. And I think that's my other learning as I continue to sort of think through all these different topics is that we just, we don't know, it's, it's not only our, our personal patterns of thinking and interacting with the world, it's sociologically and as a society, we, we haven't figured out how to deal with these platforms. And again, I don't want to come across, I'm actually not anti-technology. I'm not anti-social um, media. I'm for social media. I'm for technology. I think it has lots of amazing uses. Um, you know, the way that I've done my work in my professional career has been so much more efficient and effective because of all these things. But we don't know how to deal with all this data and information and the platforms that are spreading it. Um, you know, around so quickly into so many different people in a way that is biased, right? So the algorithms bias what information you see, um, the networks that you're a part of bias information you see, and so on down the line. And that we just don't know. We, we just, we, I don't think we fully appreciated what a paradigm shift this is, nor do I think we've had the tough questions and figured out how to, as a society, make sure, again, that we get as much positive as we can out of it without getting all of the negative out of the platform as well. Right, right. A lot of what you see may not be true. Just because your friends pass it along doesn't mean it's true. Just because it it happens to fit a certain narrative that your team likes doesn't mean it's true. Just because just you get this visceral feeling when you hear, yes, yes, see, that doesn't mean it's true. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, those paradigms, the, the, the way that our minds work as human beings, um, again, we're, we're biased. Like we, the opinions we think we have, we think they're true. Um, or I should say the opinions we do have, we think are true. And so we go into the world in a biased search process, looking for information to support what we already believe. We interpret information to support what we already believe. And um, the internet and access to all this information that's provided in a biased way it's only reinforcing some of those beliefs uh, amongst me and, you know, the rest of the people in the world. So um, yeah. So, you know, as I, as I think about it um, there's lots of specifics in the things that we've talked about. um, But that is generally, I think the, the three things that continue to pop out at me. Number one is that, um, you know, we, (laughs) we believe everything we believe because we believe it's true. Um, Number two is that, um, we have not figured out how as individuals to really thrive in a world where all the big data and analytics and information is available. And I think we really need to work on uh, analytic literacy and critical thinking and, and how to interact in the world. And then number three is as a society, we, we still are still, I think, working through what all this data information and these technologies and platforms, what they mean to us as a society and, how do we effectively integrate with those things? And I think the struggle there is we still haven't quite fully appreciated the paradigm shift that's happening, you know, as we live our daily lives. But, um, but those are the three things for me. Um, and uh, as we go forward, I look, I look forward to um, continuing to, uh, you know, explore some of those things and, you know, in the big picture sense, but also in a, in a very detailed sense about some of the specific topics and sort of issues associated with analytics. And again, thing I always tell my students is analytics is just as much psychology and sociology as it is math and, and uh, statistics. And so um, we look forward to continuing that. So why don't we take a quick break and then uh, 
we come back, why don't we talk about what's ahead uh, for the podcast uh, in season two? Sounds good. All right. Welcome back. Donnie, you said you were going to talk about what's going on in season two, what the future holds. So why don't you give us a little look ahead? Yeah. So um, season one of the podcast has really been about trying to explore and figure out, right? So, um, you know, Rob, we, we had this conversation. We talked about, you know, giving this a try and seeing what happens. Uh, neither one of us knew anything about recording a podcast or editing a podcast or any of those kinds of things. And so, um, one of the things we've been trying to do is just make sure that we get the you know technical aspects um, sort of uh, running efficiently and effectively that you know we can hear the podcast, all those kinds of things. I think for the most part, at least you can now hear our voices. Um, there's not a lot of breaking up, um, and uh, it maybe makes some sense when people are, are trying to listen to it. Although I'd love to hear from folks if they have any particular feedback on that. Um, but season two is going to be about um, two things. Number one, um, now that we have a lot of the technical aspects figured out, um, we're going to try to incorporate a lot more folks into the podcast. We're going to try to have some of the guests to talk about different topics, whether it be from a, an expertise perspective or because they have a lived experience in a certain topic that we're talking about. Um, so we're really going to try to transition and include a lot more people uh, in the podcast. Uh, secondly, we, we've never... Uh, tried to push this podcast out, never tried to, uh, you know, get it out in front of folks. Um, one time I posted on Facebook that we were doing it, um, but that's that's been the extent of our marketing. And um, so we're going to try to, as we get, uh, you know, more folks involved in the podcast, just get it in front of more people. Like we really want to involve as many people as we can in, in the conversation. So um, generally speaking, season two um, will build on season one. We'll try to take the things we learn in terms of actually producing the podcast, apply them to season two, uh, and start incorporating some additional folks uh, into the podcast. In terms of timing, um, we're going to take the the month of July off, um, A, because we have some uh, vacations coming up and 4th of July and those kinds of things, but B, because uh, we want to use it to uh, you know really get set up for season two and make sure we have our uh, guests lined up and you know those kinds of things. And so... Um, we'll put out the first episode of season two um, early to mid August um, is our ta- is our target, and uh, you know we're hoping to talk about a, a variety of uh, subjects. Again, we'll talk about certain ideas or things that are relevant in our society at a particular point in time. Um, we're going to continue talking about mathematical concepts and sociological and psychological concepts, um, and so uh, we're really looking forward to it. Um, but we will take about a month off and then come back in the uh, middle, sorry, early to middle part of August. And uh, again, season two, uh, we want to make it even better than season one and uh, take what we've been able to figure out in the first season and try to try to build on it. If you all have a great 4th of July weekend, and for those who are listening, we hope you have a great 4th of July. It should, uh, you know, hopefully be a, an eventful um, 4th of July, given everybody is uh, sort of... <laughs> whether they should or not moving back to normal in terms of uh, interactions and, and the way the world works. I think a lot of the fireworks and things that were canceled last year, are kind of back on this year. Yeah. So hope everybody yeah. has a good fourth. Have y'all got fourth plans, by the way, are you going to do anything exciting? Fireworks. 
fireworks. Uh, I don't mean I don't. Yeah, I don't mean the kind in our backyard. But uh, oh, though okay. that though that that does go that does happen a lot in my neighborhood. There will be a ton of that around my street. But no, I think we're going to go to our first uh, fireworks show in a couple of years. Should be nice. Awesome. Yeah, I think we're going to try to do the same, and uh, maybe eat some uh, some good watermelon on the back porch, and uh, do some sparklers, and uh, kind of hang out and uh, enjoy uh, the world getting a little bit closer to normal, at least in the United States. Yep. And again, you know, um, there's a tendency, uh, particularly myself, to you know be focused on the United States. Um, the rest of the world is still um, still out there as well, and there's still a bunch of challenges out there. So we're really hoping over the next month or so that a lot of the vaccines make their way to some of these other countries that are still uh, struggling, but at least in the United States, we'll have a lot to celebrate on 4th of July. Um, and uh, I look forward to doing that. And then uh, we have some vacation plans. And so hopefully those are all fun and everybody enjoys those. And for those listening, we hope you have a great July. Uh, stay cool, stay healthy, stay happy. And uh, we'll see you again in August. Look forward to it. We'll see you again soon. It's like food for your ears.